Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am in the studio today with my friend Val Harrison, and I'm so excited for you to join us this week. We have some really exciting things to talk about, but first I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. You've heard us talking about them. If you are looking for a new math program, they're an online math program, check them out, ctcmath.com. You can do a free trial of their math curriculum. Have you ever used CTC Math? I have it on my bucket list to check out. Do you? So I do. Oh, well, you should definitely <laughs> yeah. check it out because they yeah. have every grade level and they're they're just fantastic. I, I love having someone else teach math mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, for sure. It's on Val's bucket list. <laughs> She's going to check them out too. You should too. CTCmath.com. Uh, Val, welcome to the podcast. I am excited to have you with us this week. I'm excited to be talking about this topic. Um, of wearing all our hats without wearing out, because this is something that moms struggle with. Every mom, every single mom right, I know struggles right. with balancing all of the responsibilities we Inclu- have. Including us. Including <laughs> yeah. us. I know. I know. It's so funny because people often think, you know, we we podcast about homeschooling and family life and home life and marriage and parenting and all the things. And so they think we must somehow have it all figured out and must be experts in all of those areas. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that is absolutely not the truth. We're learning along with everyone else. And um, God is moving, I know, in your life just as he is in mine. And so we're imperfect humans and we have an enemy who's out to get our family. Yes, (laughs) that is absolutely right. That (laughs) is right. So we're imperfect. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm glad to have you with us. Tell us about your family. So I have seven kids. Uh, We've been married 24 years We have three grandkids, three married kids and three grandkids. And I just love that where the stage of life God has brought us to is, is fun. Yeah. 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 That is fun. Yeah. I hear grandparenting is amazing. (laughs) It is. It is. I don't live near, well, I live near, we're within three hours of our grandkids, but that's still far. It's too far. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. One day it's weird. I feel like I'm in that weird phase of Um, And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before where I feel like I could easily have a baby still, but then I look at my age and I'm not too old. I mean, I'm 47, but I feel like I could just easily jump back into newborn phase. But I also feel like I'm quickly entering that phase of being able to be a grandmother. Right. I mean, my oldest is 16, so it it won't be anytime soon, but, um, but I've heard that's an exciting part of life to be in. Yeah. Well, I'm down to my last child. And, uh, you know, that's still, that I'm still actively teaching. Uh-huh. And my consolation is that I'm, these grandbabies are going to get older and I'm going to get to love on them in some similar ways that I get to love on my youngest. So I know I'm going to be okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that's yeah. the beauty of grandkids right. coming. Yes. <laughs> you will have, yeah. I'm sure, lots of them. Uh, because, you know, with us, with only having two kids, of course, I, I've often wondered, you know, maybe we'll have, if my girls, you know, do get married and have kids, you know, what if they only have one or two, you know, the Lord blessed us with two. And so it could be that we only have one, two, three, four grandkids, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, he'll get you the right amount. He will. He will. <laughs> God is so faithful. Um, and you are also the host of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast right? and the blog. So talk yes. just a little bit about that, what you do. Sure. Well, I have been speaking to moms and parents for over 20 years. I just have a passion for encouraging and equipping them in their worthy journey of parenthood, of homeschooling. So I've homeschooled for 24 years. Um, and it's just, it's it's an exciting journey, but it's also, it's victories and valleys. Yeah. 
So we have, you know, hard times where we grow and then we have good times where we, where we're, we're filled up. So we're able to really pour out to others, you know, and that's right. just the journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, your podcast is great. Um, I am excited about what God's doing with you. And we actually, Val and I are part of the same co-op. Um, so we both live in the Tulsa area. We go to the same co-op with our girls. And so that's how we've gotten to know each other. And it's mm -hmm. really, it's fun that we both live yep. nearby. We're just neighbors yep. Yep. and uh, we both do podcasts and talk about homeschooling and family right. life and discipleship. So, right. So like I said, today we're going to talk about um, wearing all your hats without wearing out. And I love that title because like I said, it's this life of being a homeschool mom, just being a mom in general is overwhelming, can be very overwhelming because there are so many responsibilities. I mean, we just have so much to do. We're the teacher and the cook. Well, in my case, not so much because I'm a terrible <laughs> cook. Um, but you know, we're the chauffeur and we're the, the, all the things, the, the nurse, the referee, the counselor, the secretary of our home. There's so many things. And then in addition to all of those things, we're also a wife, a sister and a friend. And so you put all of those things together. And I've often said, I, I don't know how women have time to just sit around and watch TV all day long. I mean, I, I don't think that there are a whole lot of intentional moms who do that, but I'm like, I don't have time to do things like that. Not that I don't right. ever sit and rest, right? but I just feel like when I do, something else is being left undone. And I don't know about you, Val, but sometimes I feel, oftentimes I should say, I feel this um, guilt come over me because I feel like something's always being left undone, whether it's my marriage and I'm not spending enough time with my husband or my girls, I'm not spending enough time with them or school is not getting done the way I want it to do. Or my laundry is piled up or the dishes are piled up or some, there's just always the weight right. of something that's pulling me in a different direction. Yeah. Partly it's the measuring stick that we are continually tempted to have, you know, this measuring stick stick of accomplishment and perfection and, you know, the image of the super mom and the super kids living in the perfect house. And that's not God's measuring stick. And it's so good for us to learn to say no to the wrong measuring stick. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually good for us to have some things that are undone. Because if everything's done, then I don't need God. Right. And I don't need humility. <laughs> you know, so, so many things that are good for us. I actually say that, that moms need to do four, make four decisions regarding their to-do list. Either it's things that we get with each item in our to-do list. You either need to do it or delegate it or dump it or leave it undone. And all four of those mm. things need to happen. We, we need to be okay with some things undone. There's this prayer that I pray. Well, I seek to pray every morning. I miss some, but um, Lord, make me passionate about your purposes in this day and give me peace about the things you don't want me to get done. It's an acceptance of, I'm not going to get it all done. I am not called to get it all done. I have I have something actually in my book. I was, if I'm, I'm going to put on my uh, old lady glasses. <laughs> I wear them now too. Was it after <sighs> you turned 40? Yes, it's Man. terrible. I know. I've always had perfect vision. And then probably when I turned about 44 was when my vision just started to 
fail and I can't see anything now without yes, r- for know. reading anyway. I mean, I can see a hundred yeah. miles away, but right. put some letters yeah. up close to me and I can't I've, see them. <laughs> I've given up jewelry and now it's just, does my glasses coordinate with my outfit? The dollar, the dollar tree has $1 right. glasses. Yes, so they have great ones. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. Okay. So regarding mom feeling like you need to do everything. If you try to do everything, four negative things happen. You don't accomplish what God has intended for you to accomplish because you're busy doing other things. Number two, others don't accomplish what God intended for them to accomplish because you're doing their things. Our kids oh. need to, to help us. They need to do hard things. They need to learn to serve. Um, the humility, the There's so much learning that happens as we give them responsibilities, but they're not the only ones that maybe some of our things need to be delegated to. Uh, As I brought my parents into different aspects of my needs, you know, as, as parents ourselves, we like to act like and feel like we don't need anybody's help, but that's really not God's design. We need one another and other people need to be needed. I know when, when, um, my kids were little. I brought in a single lady um, from our church once a week for three hours, and she would do some once a month cooking, you know, some freezer stuff. Well, okay, it wasn't once a month because it was once a week. <laughs> there, there was this old book called Once a Month Cooking that I used for several years, and uh, then I was having her do it. But anyway, um, once a week, she would come in for three hours she'd get a whole bunch of cooking done and I would assign two of the kids to help her that week. She got to spend time with them and serve us. And of course, you know, make some income. And I didn't spend any more on that than I would have, if I would have taken our whole family out to dinner. Right. And two of my kids got time with someone different and they got time serving in a unique way. And so people need to, we need to need each other. Yes. And to stop feeling like it all has to be us. Um, the third thing, negative thing that happens when we try to do everything as moms is trying to do everything keeps you at your worst. You know, it's that saying yes to too many things and then all of the things happen poorly. Right. And then the final thing is trying to do everything for your family makes your family and the individuals in your family weak. So... It's not our goal to be super mom. If I want to equip my kids for, for a strong future, I equip them now. Yes. I equip them every day with the little aspects of living life with excellence to God's glory. That's really abundant living in Christ. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Amen. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution Coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution Training will equip you to be a leader in your community. 
You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Val, and we were just talking about just the, the need that we have for each other and for other people sometimes. And I have a hard time sometimes passing on responsibilities to other people for various reasons. One of them is because I want it done right, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means I want it done my way. I'm very particular right. about how things are done sometimes. And my girls being 11 and 16 don't always do things the way that I want them to be done. Right. And so I often find myself not allowing them to do things yeah. because, and I know they're capable of it. And that's so foolish of me because they need the practice. They're not going to just arrive one day and know exactly how to do things to the level that I want them to be done. If I don't give them the opportunities to do that yet, I still find myself sometimes doing, and they do, I mean, they carry a lot of responsibility in your home and our home. I'm not saying that they don't. Um, but sometimes I just find myself saying, you know, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. How do you, how do you bridge that? Like allowing other people to do things when it's not going to necessarily be done your way, but knowing that it will be a blessing to them in the long run. And then to you, of course, most immediately. I think really it's changing my expectations and, um, I'm a very to-do list focused yeah. person. So making it on my mental to-do list that my goal here is to equip them for life. And so, for example, let's say I have Emma's my youngest. Let's say I have her cut some radishes and that, you know, like prep the radishes in the kitchen. And then I come back into follow-up, which is an important thing. Actually, in my book, I go over the different aspects of how do you delegate something to your child in an effective way. Um, and we could talk about sure. that in a second, but um, let's say that I have her do that. And then I come in to follow up and I see that there's the, there's the little pile of the green parts of the radishes and the radishes got put away, but here's this little pile. Now it's quickest for me to go ahead and deal with that myself. Right. But what does that teach her about, you know, work and something's not finished until it's really, you know, everything is is in good shape. So I need to go find her. That takes time. I need to bring her back. And instead of lecturing, I want her to be thinking. So Emma, what looks incomplete about this job here? And, you know, then she's got to have the humility to be able to say, uh, yeah, the fact that I left all of that there would be the thing that's incomplete about the job. And so her following up with her incorrect and, you know, low, too low of standard Mm -hmm. with herself really, um, would be a step there. And then I take it a step further in a situation like that. And I'm like, so now that this didn't happen fully this way, we're going to need to do three extra jobs in the kitchen, um, just to help you remember next time that you want to do it completely. So just having some, some, you know, praise what you want repeated and also some, some consequence for not, doing to the standard. But here's the thing with, with setting standards with our kids and helping them to develop a level of excellence in the things that they do. I would say I was a very out of balance mom for, for several early years of, I knew excellence was important. And so that was my standard, but I lacked something else really important. So, so as a mom, what I needed to learn after those early years that were out of balance in that was 
I needed to learn to couple an attitude of mercy with a standard that's unbending. So I can, I can do that so much in my attitude. And it tends to be that moms uh, or dads, whoever are listening, tend to be kind of unbalanced in one way or the other, mm-hmm. maybe really strong in mercy and so kind of weak on being firm with the standards right. or really firm with the standards like I was and therefore weak in mercy. And we needed to learn both. My husband was the opposite of me. And you'd think, okay, well, that makes a balance, balance right? right? <laughs> it doesn't. It makes confused and frustrated kids. Yeah. And so that's what our kids were. And they needed us to both change in that and become parents who hold the standards, but who also, you know, have an attitude of, I'm on your side. Yep. We're doing this together. We're growing you together. And I'm not, I, I'm not. Um, disappointed in you that you're not perfect. I'm not perfect either. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that you talk about being approachable because, you know, God is our heavenly father is absolutely approachable and we should be that too. When we correct our kids, we don't want to be angry with them, you know, and literally throw the towel at them. You know, you've done it wrong again. We want to teach them calmly and with a God honoring attitude, because if not, then you know, we might teach them how to do this specific thing, but we're not teaching character. And so we need to be of good character while we're also teaching them how to perform a task, whatever that might be, might be. And so I think, you know, you're absolutely right is being approachable for our kids to be able to come to us or for us to be able to go to them and just say, you know, let's talk about this. Like that's what I had a, I had a, it was my very first real job that I ever had. Um, shortly after Garrett and I got married, I was probably 20, 21 or 22 when I started this job. And I was actually working for a government contractor and we had a lot of documentation that would, you know, roll through our office and stuff. And I would proofread documents sometimes, but I would miss formatting and things like that. And so I remember my boss told me, he said, this is what I want you to do first. He said, I want you to take the document, print it out and take it. And I want you to like, look at it from a distance and just look at the whole doc. Don't read the words. Just look at the whole document and see if anything looks wrong. What's off is the formatting off or the margins off, or, you know, are the fonts different sizes? Like what doesn't look right about it? And then go back in and fix those things. And it was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned because even in our home, sometimes I'll tell my girls, you know, I'll say, you know, clean up the kitchen and they'll clean ish the kitchen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then, like you said, you know, they'll leave Mm -hmm. part of the radishes on the counter Mm -hmm. or forget to clean the counters or whatever. And so being able to just say, okay, step back. And I've taught my girls to do this, not that they always do it, but step back, look at the entire kitchen, every counter space, every part of it and see what needs to be done. And, and that really does help to be able to see the the big picture. And I mean, there are so many analogies that come yeah. along with this as parenting, you know, our yeah. kids, we need to step back and look at the whole picture too. And so when it comes to yeah. wearing all these different hats and trying to balance it all, that's when we also need to step back, look at the whole picture and figure out, okay, what margins are off? Where is this unbalanced? And how do we bring this back or maybe not even back, maybe into balance for the first time ever. And it's a learning process. Yeah. And it's, I have to say, it's so encouraging to listen to those poor firstborn kids, right? Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> they're always the yep. guinea pigs. They're the ones yeah. who are training us as parents. And the Lord is using them to teach us the things that he wants us to learn 
but I don't know any parent who jumps into parenthood and they instantly know how to do all of this right. the right way. And, um, but I appreciate that, that you were able to humble yourself, step back and say, okay, I'm gonna look at the big picture. This is what needs to be changed. This is what needs to be done in order to bring more order into our home, balance yeah. all of the things that we're doing and have more peace in our home because it's yeah. really what it will result in. Right. Right. Is a peaceful home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, humbling ourselves with our kids, I have found to be a very effective aspect of parenting as well. When I, when I have to deal with something in one of them, uh, especially if it's a serious thing, then I will usually say, I want you to sit right here and pray about this while I go and pray. Mm. And when I'm going and praying, I'm asking God to search my heart and show me, are there aspects in me and my parenting that may have impacted where this child is at right now? And so when I come back to wow. the child, I begin with, hey, I was just praying about this and God pointed some things out to me of errors that I've been making with you that is impacted where we're at in this situation right now. And so I want to begin with um, repenting to you and apologizing to you and letting you know that I'm aware of this and I'm going to work on it. And when we start with that with our kids, that completely changes the way this interaction is going to happen because now mom was just vulnerable and humble. And so their walls are down mm -hmm. to also take an honest look at themselves and say, you know, mom, I own a lot of the problem here, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Of course, yeah. with maturity, they might say something sure. like that, but, <laughs> but it absolutely changes the mood, the tone and their reception to growth and change in themselves and being admonished. You know, right. there's plenty of admonishment that I do after that often, right. you know, depending on the situation, but, but that humility step with our kids really affects also the bond with right. them. And if we're reacting to them the way that we should be, you know, we've done this with our girls where we've gone to them and we've said, you know, I, I spoke to you in a respectful way. You know, I, I was patient with you. I've, you know, talked with you about this and you've not responded appropriately. And, and then they can see too, mm -hmm. like, oh, oh yeah, mm -hmm. you were nice about this. You were patient and kind, um, but they're able to then you know, right. no, okay, mom maybe hasn't been wrong in this situation. I have been because mom really was responding yeah. appropriately. So, but yeah. we're out of time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know it goes so quickly. We're out of time. We will be back on Wednesday. We're going to continue this conversation of wearing all the hats that we have many, many hats without wearing out. Um, as Val mentioned, she has a book. It's called actually, can you guess wearing all your hats without wearing out? <laughs> it's just a small, um, easy read. You guys will love this book. I will put links in it to, um, to the book in the show notes. So check it out. I'm loving this conversation. It is such an encouragement to me. I love talking to moms like you who have been, you know, you've gone ahead of me and you've learned some of the things because that's one of the greatest things, you know, like I said, our kids are, our oldest are the guinea pigs, but I can learn yep. from you first so that hopefully I won't make some of the mistakes right. that I would otherwise have made. Um, so thank you guys for listening and watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you thumbs up, share it with your friends. If you're listening to this um, as a podcast, please share this with your friends through podcasting as well. We are so grateful for you and listening to this podcast and letting us spend part of your day with you. So share, share, share. If you haven't watched the movie yet, go to schoolhouserocked.com 
and join us there. All right, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.